This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, March the 1st, 2022, episode 372. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can check out my website, nickcraig.com or nickcraig.net. And of course, visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. We can't go on this journey alone over the next hour. I need to have my trusty co-host, Brian, with an eye, wearing a t-shirt, I will remind you. Aldrich. Hello, Brian. Hey, Brian. how you doing? Sorry. Oh, you yep. Oh, I, uh, okay. oh, took me a second. Oh. I've got three screens with who knows how many tabs and windows. Oh, that's find, fine. <laughs> find our streaming window. Well, hey, we made it. Hey, yes. if you want to find me, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. If you want to find me at Brian Aldrich on Gab, Parlor, Getter, and hopefully someday True Social. We'll see if they, if they ever get those things fixed and working. But also my blog, biteoftech.com. And as Nick said, most importantly, if you go to infectionpodcast.com, check on the right-hand side, we have a Discord server that people are playing ARK in. We've got a politics channel. We've got uh, lots of ARK servers going that if you're interested in playing a lot of different maps, I think nine or 10 different maps that we've got on that server. Uh, and all of that's available through the free app, Discord. We'll be talking about some other things with Discord that are interesting here later. Uh, and then if you want to watch the show, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, or DLive. And we have those live and after the fact recordings and then audio only at the lower right. So if you want to, uh, if you want to listen on your phone, uh, your computer, some people in their cars, there's a lot of different ways that you can use that, uh, use that through this, uh, those links. If you want to follow along, I encourage you to go to the episode of the particular show that you're listening to and we have links for all the different talk topics that we discussed during that episode, a player for audio and video. And that will really help you because sometimes there's videos or things that you want to be able to see when you're listening. And that helps. If you want to support us, we've got a support tab up top, or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Uh, and those prime gaming subs, humble bundle purchases, all those things add up. And hopefully we'll have an in-person event again soon. And get well, either way, we're going to Vegas. And during the summer, yeah. so I mean, uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't run that by all of the important parties. But well, we'll I mean, see. I'm, I'm, My wife yeah. will be very pregnant, so we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll wait till after. We'll wait building. till after your wife is very pregnant. You can leave your yeah, being very pregnant. Yeah. Three week old child, your firstborn three week old child at home, and you can yeah, you know, we got to go hang out at the the. Uh, or we can take her pregnant. That'd be. Quite, I don't know if I. No, nah, I don't think that that that's just mean. <laughs> that's just the Vegas. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All of the fun things that you can do are not fun if you are burning yeah. a child. So. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, hey. a lot of crazy things this week in the news and everything else. We're be covering covering a lot of different topics. Uh, and there was, I think, some a lot of stuff on Valve and Steam. So I think they had some sort of conference going. But Gabe gave an interview and it's been uh-huh. talking a lot. So some pretty cool things in this episode that, that, to look forward to. Yeah, well, let's... Uh, you have let's anything just... else you want to cover really quick before we jump to the notes, or do you think we're good to go? No, I think we're good to go. And you mentioned Discord, and I just want to touch this uh, briefly at the top. Uh, PH says, Discord is dead, D-E-D. Don't sell us fake news like that, Brian. Um, so they've released a new policy, looking at my trusty yeah. calendar, on Friday, Brian. And yes. this is an interesting new policy. 
what did you find out in the reading of this policy from old Discord? Okay, so they've done some updates to mainly their community guidelines. Uh, and there's some things that I think might be of interest uh, because there are some things that they've added for recent changes, I guess, and uh, things that they want to limit. So first of all, uh, misinformation. Oh, so there's Christ. guidelines cover, covering misinformation. Well, I, I uh, guess malicious. we're banned. I, I mean, we, all we do is promote, promote misinformation in terms of video. You know, uh, hold on. I got to just stop you right here. If misinformation uh -huh. is a problem, they're going to have to kick all of these Kickstarter projects and all of these games like Dead Matter off of Discord because they are the proprietors of misinformation. Yeah. We were promised one thing and got a heaping pile of garbage. So is the Dead Matter Discord going to get banned? Okay, well, they, they put in they put in some limits to this. Oh, <laughs> so let's okay. Get what I do see. they mean? <laughs> sure. Okay, because because at first when you start reading it, they think, oh great, this kind of covers what we would like. Content that is false or misleading, right? <laughs> and may lead to significant risk or physical or societal harm may not be shared on Discord. So here's how the, an example of that. Uh, okay, damaging physical infrastructure. Great. Those riots they had last year would definitely be covered by that so definitely don't shouldn't be talking about that uh they have injury to others i don't think that they should be able to show people getting injured um preventing participation in save civic processes i'm not sure exactly how over discord you can prevent people from participating in civic processes oh you mean like voting so they're <laughs> going to try to limit they, they're going to bring in the whole voting topic to this of course <laughs> so that you can't limit how they affect voting through here, you know, of course, you know, or you can't, I, you can't say there are various things about the elections. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and endangering public health, which will cover all, anything oh. you say about COVID, anything you say about uh, the shots, all of that. Wait, so hold so, on. A but so this is a big problem. So for two years, we were told by the CDC that cloth masks work. They have just yeah. changed that policy and have admitted that they don't. Is that so for two years you were endangering public health, but then once the CDC says that you're no longer endangering public health, is that what I'm well, understanding? Funny, what I've been saying the whole time since the beginning, oh, it was found out to be true, but I wasn't allowed to say it. Isn't that nice? Uh, oh, uh, I mean, because I, I looked at facts and actual studies and decided that I would make a decision based on what the science said. Uh, and now that's found out to be accurate, right? But if I would have said that information at any time in the past two years, year and whatever, uh, would I would have been kicked off this platform, right? But who is the one who was accurate? I was the one who was accurate, but I would have been the one kicked off. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, well, no. The, but who's this... the one judging this? I was watching. I was watching a uh, a YouTube video, and they were showing a fact check by Politifact, right? And it said on this fact check, mostly false or partially false or whatever. Uh, and it was on a statement of did uh, have we doubled our imports from Russia of oil in the past year? And they said mostly false. And so and it says we did not. It says in very big letters, we did not double our imports of oil from Russia in the past two years or past year. But then below that, it says article too long to read. It says. Although we did double our imports from Russia in the past two years, it's partially false because it's such a small percentage of our actual oil imports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You lie. That's misinformation. That's you. 
in the same page. You don't have to scroll out of the same view, and you can see a lie right on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. If went... we were to say things like that, that was the organization that's fact checking us, and they're lying in their fact check, and they double speak. They say the same things opposite directions, and you're telling me these are the person people that are going to tell you yeah. whether went... or not you're accurate. <laughs> it's stupid. It went... It went from three and a half percent to seven percent, which, you know, Brian, I'm no mathematician and we're not I don't pretend to be one, but I believe three uh -huh. and a half times two is seven. So I'm going to yes. say that that is a doubling of our numbers. Yes. So. OK, let's go on to some others. So that's sure. The first yes. Point, misinformation. OK, great. Fantastic. Malicious impersonation. I can understand that. You don't want people going on and claiming to be someone else spreading scamming yeah, like, like you go on youtube and it's oh this is mr beast i'm giving away five thousand ferraris click this link i assume that's yeah. what the well, that's what yeah. the intent is yes so you're not allowed to impersonate a person or an organization now satire satire and parody are okay so you're all right uh doing satire so if i clearly but to be satire you have to you have, people have to know that it's satire. so do i have to say, so if i say like i'm going to do some atrocious thing but i say in minecraft is that does that mean it's it's considered <laughs> in my, satire? yeah you say minecraft you're all right because you know yeah brian i'm going to dox you but um, of course it just in, in minecraft brian i'm going to do it in minecraft now here's some <laughs> other things that are more normal spam and platform okay. manipulation so box bots fake accounts that's fine uh, they are changing age restricted because they said it sounded kind of confusing because NSFW, not safe for work, they said it's uh, confusing, overloaded with different meanings and not easy to translate for Discord users around the world. They're trying to figure out how to put that in all these different languages of NSFW and have it mean something. So instead, they're putting, uh, they said they're going to refer to content that requires a verified age of 18 or older as age restricted. Now, how are they going to verify ages 18 and well, older. same way that same way that youtube does it you just put in there oh, there's age restricted videos you just put in your age and you're good to go well that's not really restricting anything from age no of course not but the, well, neither neither does the website you go to you know an alcohol website it says please you have to be 21 years or older to enter this website please enter your birth date or you go to the call of duty website it's like you need to be 18 to look at this content please enter your age i mean yeah, it's another yeah it's it's yep. just legal protection for them so so they're doing that uh, and we'll see if, if it really does make a difference where people are able to lock out children. Uh, hate speech. So oh. this is they're adding caste, gender, identity, age, and serious illness as protected <laughs> attributes to our hate speech policy. So if you never mind, go ahead. <laughs> Disregard my comment. Go ahead. Keep reading. So, I mean, we don't really deal with castes here. Uh, we don't call them casts in, in the other various places around the world. They still do that. Um, gender identity. That's a pretty sticky one because you, what do they mean by the, it would be to be depending on what is considered hate speech saying that you don't agree with somebody. Is that considered hate speech? Yes. Um, so you, you saying, because I, I, you know, with serious illness, that's an actual physical attribute that they can't control. Age is an actual attribute they can't control. But if you say that about, I, you know, if you say that that's not true about gender identity, they will consider. There's a very good possibility they would consider that hate speech. Mm. Yeah. Well, right? this has always so been the, this. This that is could the, open up a lot of things. Well, this is the age age old problem. Who is the definer of hate speech? What I find to be defined yeah. as hate speech and what you find to be hate speech might be completely different. And I can guarantee you what discord defines as hate speech and what I define as hate speech are two very different things as well. So. Yeah. 
And so that we'll see. We'll see how that's enacted. Um, excessive violence and gore. I can understand that one because they say we didn't know real media. So that doesn't mean that in a video game or something like that, um, you know, especially with intentions to harass or shock others. So that'll be something they can ban you for. And then malicious reporting, because that happens quite a bit. People sitting there and reporting people that they don't agree with because of their politics or, you know, whatever it is, list the things up there, you know, the, the caste or religion or any of those things. Uh, make it to where people can get banned for being stupid about how they report people, because there's a lot of that. that yeah, happens. false, false reporting. Brian, you skipped over the biggest one off platform. behavior. Oh, which one did I say? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this one is is probably one of the biggest things because they're now able to ban you for, let's say you say something, let's say you get recorded well, let, on a video <laughs> for something you're doing what? out in the real world. Let's say you do a three-hour day radio or, show. <laughs> let's say you do a three-hour radio show where you're discussing topics that that are they that are not illegal, right? They're no, covered no. under free speech, correct? Right, but you'll get banned for saying those things on your personal time. That's that. This is the one. Sorry for this one last, but that's this is the one that for me is the big deal. Uh, Off-platform behavior, so things that you're not even doing while in platform uh, or on, on Discord itself. This could be if you go to, a, okay, they're look at all the people that went to all these uh, Antifa protests, right? And, and riots. People that went to those, okay, well, is that something for an off-platform behavior that could be? It should be. That was an illegal activity, right? Yeah, it should be. It's a violent act. Yeah. Yet those people, you know, I, I don't think would be banned under this policy. Now, turn that around, and if you had somebody who was doing something like these trucker protests and things like that. Oh, absolutely banned. Would that yeah. get them banned off yeah. of this platform? I have a feeling it would. Well, if I, you're not going to enforce it evenly and equally, don't put it in there. That's my issue. No, and it's my issue as well. And I, my favorite, it says, this includes memberships or association with hate groups. So is the Republican Party what you, what, considered what a hate group? group? Yeah. Because there's official hate groups. There's the official list of hate groups. Yeah, but even that list is list. yeah, but even that list is bullshit. It's by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a fuck, which is a hate group within themselves. Yeah, so that's kind of an issue. These things are being put in, in put in here, and we're coming up to the great election cycle that I feel like we've now gone through a few here with the show. You know? Yeah, yeah, and we have. We pointed out and seen the crazy things that happen now. Uh, you know, why, I feel like they're preparing for that so they can start putting people off just like they did on all these other platforms that said and did things that they didn't agree with. Yeah. Not the things that were wrong because they were saying and doing the exact same things on their side of the aisle, right? We'll put yeah. it that way. And, but they were the exact same things, yet you were only banning uh, people on one side. That's what I have an issue. We've been running into so much where it's not evenly enforced which is the whole point of having these type of rules in here in the first place is so well, that people are treated equally. In a rational world, Brian, your premise would be correct. But unfortunately, we have devolved to a point of irrational. And that's why when you look at these policies or you know these alleged policies, um, they're written with so much ambiguity that nobody in their right, nobody, there's no definition of what any of these things are. And that is by goal yep. that is by intention to write a policy so ambiguous that this is no different than uh, this is discord but the same thing happens when in with government and everything else you write a policy or you put something in place that is so ambiguous 
that you just make up the reason that you want to ban somebody and say, oh, it falls under this thing right here, falls under hate speech, falls under off-platform behavior. And that, that's been the biggest problem with social media over the last, you know, let's call it five or six years, is the unwillingness of any of these companies to actually define what they're trying to do. Now, there is some argument about legal protection. And when you talk about, they say things like violent sexual acts or things of that nature, that is a legal protection for them. That I understand. But when you say memberships or associations with hate groups, what well, what hate- does that mean? I'm just I don't, just I don't because I don't, you don't, I don't agree with them doesn't make them a hate group. Well, right? but, and seeing that's I the may point. not agree with them. But that I'm not going to say they're a hate group just because I disagree with them. Just because they don't view what I view as positive, uh, does that mean that they're bad? No, there are people that are very hateful. You know what? I've seen very hateful people that interact towards people like you and I on the internet. Why do you think I don't even bother going on Twitter anymore? Because most of those interactions are negative with people. I'd rather go and not make my day less enjoyable because of people on the internet, right? Uh, It just, this has become the standard. Now, how do you cut that out? You have to evenly enforce it. When you let one side do one thing and then you, you punish the other side, you're doing nothing for actually solving the problem. You're only giving them a platform to speak on to encourage their hate and violence and all these things that they have, right? But you're just because you agree with them doesn't mean that you should allow that hate and violence on your platform. I'll give you, I'll just give you a great example of a group that the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is the biggest sham in the world um, uh, as a hate group, Brian. Did you know that the American Family Association which is a group that was spawned up in the 80s against pornography and abortion, is labeled by the SPLC as a designated hate group. It says in the description, the AFA says it promotes, quote, traditional moral values in media. That is dignified as an SPLC hate group. Yeah. And the thing is, what I've seen in my personal behavior is I'm respectful to someone uh, if, as long as they're respectful to me, that's kind of my rule. If they're respectful to me, I'm always going to be respectful, even if I don't, even if I'm frustrated with them, right? But we now have a side where <laughs> people are not respectful for us whatsoever, but they're getting all these protections. Did and you it's know? Just so strange. And, and <laughs> did you know that World Net Daily, Brian? You remember the website WND? Oh yeah, World very, Net Daily. They are a designated hate group part of the Southern Poverty. It's a blog. Yeah. I could read through, we could read through this list for the next week. Could... If you say something they disagree with, you are considered a hate group. Okay, if you get on that list for saying say, something they disagree with, now you can get banned from all these different platforms once this becomes the standard. It's, it's funny because... It has to be stopped. It's funny because White Lives Matter is listed on here as an SPLC hate group, but Black Lives Matter is not listed on here as an SPLC hate group. So like, it just goes to show you the absolute... N- nonsensical bullshit that's going on today. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll leave it. There. Sounds different today. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, so that's just, those, yeah. But we'll see as this is starting to get enacted. There's YouTubers and various people that say opinions that I know discord doesn't like. This is now going to give them the ability to kick them off their platform because some YouTubers were doing, were behaving by all of the discord rules and it pissed discord off because they couldn't kick them out and ban them because they didn't have accurate reason. Um, now 
doesn't matter. If they disagree with what you say on YouTube, they can kick you off regardless of whether you always follow the rules on their platform. And that is a messed up to me. Uh, because why are you policing? It's like having an anti-drinking law in your state and then, or let's say your company, you know, your place, or, or even let's say marijuana, because there's a perfect thing that's legal some places and not others, right? Correct. So let's say your work comes at you. Now, can they fire you for doing something that's legal? You know, if you're in another state doing something that's legal there, can they fire you when you come back into your state? I have no idea. These are simple. These are well, good question, right? That's yeah, a legal exactly. question. Yeah, that would need to be answered. This is the similar type of thing. How is it their business? Because uh, you're not doing anything illegal, right? And and you're not bringing anything negative into their platform, possibly, right? Because some people, whatever it is, they're going to ban them for could be totally separate from that whatever they're doing on Discord. But they yeah. will still ban you on Discord because they disagree with what you're doing. Just strange. Very strange. So that's the uh, that's the new policy on Discord. Um, I'd make sure you get some uh, contact information for the people that you're in various Discord servers with, because I think you'll probably yeah. see another purge coming up here in the next uh, in the next couple of months. Um, Brian, I'd like to bring this up next. This is a breaking story. I don't have my breaking news sound effect anymore. Um, Amazon has launched yes. officially in the United States their game streaming platform very yes. similar to uh the google platform stadia uh it is called luna l-u-n-a and the only reason i saw it, it it's in the notes but i saw it earlier today because i went to amazon.com to check the status of my order and this is what i was met with luna play your favorite games straight from the cloud and there is a couple of interesting things here. So there are games, I believe it's going to be five or six games uh, like that will rotate through that are free to play if you have a Prime membership, which is something that a lot of people already have. Uh, and there will be a rotating cycle similar to what the Xbox Game Pass does and some of these other services where there's a list of games that you can play for a set period of time. The next one is Luna Plus, which gives you access to pretty much their entire library. That's $5.99 a month. Uh, a family game channel, which is $2.99 a month. A retro channel, which is $5. Uh, Ubisoft Plus for $18 a month, which is ridiculous. Uh, and then one for Jackbox Games, which is a bunch of those party games and things like that, for $5 a month. What do you uh yeah. what do you think about old Amazon, you know, jumping into this uh to this streaming field? They've already got obviously a huge amount of people with Amazon Prime. They own Twitch. Yep. Uh is this just the I next think step? I think we're gonna see I think we're gonna see a couple try to compete with Microsoft. Now you may say, Hey, how in the world can they compete? The game pass is pretty sweet as far as what it offers. But of, of anybody who could, Amazon is one of those that could. Because they have all the streaming platform, they have all the servers, they have the ability to grow this thing as busy, big as it wants to go. Uh, they can, they have the prime platform, which is pretty much somewhat equal to uh, what Microsoft does with their subscription service. You know, this, of course, then they're adding, so they've got kind of a free base version, and then they're adding on additions to it. Uh, this, I think, will be good for getting people used to the idea of streaming and kind of doing the subscription game based service. Well, I, but I really do think we're going to see a lot of different companies fighting for this 
as far as being the Netflix of video games. Because even Netflix, I think, is going to jump into this. Netflix has kind of got their gaming division. They're starting mobile games. But I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with something else that's similar to this, doing some sort of streaming service. Uh, There was an article in our notes talking about how uh, this you're not really needing a console anymore. You know, actually, actually, I I think I took it out of the notes, but it was, it was from business insider, I think. And they were talking about how they didn't really need uh, an Xbox console anymore because they, and they, they were just telling to regular people, you know, because it's not a tech blog. It's not a tech place. uh, Just all about how you don't even really really need a console to play video games. That's going to get a ton of people starting to do this i think there's going to be a big fight for people that want to kind of get into video gaming again but you know don't have a console because there's going to be i think a lot of ways that you're going to start seeing how to to stream this devices i just i think that the that the valve steam deck is only the beginning of this it's going to be kind of an open platform but it's going to be kind of like what was our one a dreamcast was it the dreamcast was the, the one that was kind of ahead of its time way too ahead of its time i'm I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be that you know that it's going to be kind of the cool thing that people use for a while but then something else comes out and just kind of people forget about it Uh, and hopefully it's not a more closed system like what replaced the dreamcast because the dreamcast was incredibly open system yeah but it's not Um, the one that stuck well to its demise because you could just you didn't, there was yep. no copy protection on the game, so you could just rip any CD and play uh, play any Dreamcast and, game and you wanted. Is that the downside of the Steam Deck? Really? I mean, there's probably going to be ways for people to do whatever they want in those things. Yeah. Unlock um, so looking at this, you can play your game in browser, uh, which is cool. There is also yep. an app, I believe, but you can play it in browser. Uh, they, of course, have a Fire TV and Fire Tablet app. Um, yep. They are acts or they're promoting that you can play games 1080p 60, um, access to a growing catalog, and play together with friends and family even when apart. So it this this Luna Plus sub, uh, subscription is going to jump up to 9.99 a one month from now. So April first, you know April Fool's Day, uh, it'll jump to its normal price mm-hmm. of ten dollars a month. Um, but for everybody else, Brian, if you've already got a Prime subscription, this is pretty cool and pretty neat that you'll have some of this stuff available. You can look at the roster right now. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 uh, is on there right now. Uh, looking at what's coming up next month, uh, one of the Amnesia games is coming in April. Um, there's a game that's coming for just a few days, March 8th to March 15th, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, it, free free games uh, if you're a prime subscriber yep. completely free games no cost and if you want to get more you know you can get the ubisoft package if you want to play just the ubisoft games uh they are selling their own controller which looks eerily similar to uh good old google stadia's yeah. controller but uh yeah this is uh very interesting ph of course is bringing up the point do they at least have uh you know awesome games from 2014 unfortunately that's I think all you're going to see from the start of these services, you're going to see a lot of these older titles. Uh, He asks, do they have their own games? I don't see their own games on here. Um, New World is already free, so I'm not sure that they they might add that. I don't know what there's. I'm sure there's some technical reason for that, Uh, but New World is not on there. 
Uh, it just seems to be a lot of licensed games, right? Or not? What's the one that's free? Not New World isn't free. What's the one they just came out with? Their new New era? World was supposed to be free. New World was yeah, supposed what, to be free, and then they changed it after to be. I'm sorry. What's for? the one that just came out? The other MMO that Amazon just released. That one is free. So that that was the one. Oh, I didn't yeah, see um, that on there. Um, I, I yeah. That I, I was what, the. Oh well, I've, I don't remember the name of it now. Yeah, we talked I, about I two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. But Amazon's new MMO is free. But it is yep. not on there um, as of right now. So presumably it comes in the future, um, but it's not there right now. Yep. Hey, well, do you want to talk about the uh, Steam Deck here? We kind of started on it. Sure. Go hit it. All right. So Gabe, I had mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, Gabe Newell was doing some interviews. One thing he did say is he says he sees the Steam Deck having an impact like the iPhone on PC gaming. I agree. Uh, I assume you mean it's like the iPhone on, yeah, for what it, it changed at the time. Uh, and this, as long as people adopt it, and one thing I saw is that they were not against the idea of having the Game Pass on Steam. I'm sure I wasn't weren't. sure how they would take. I figured that they would probably restrict that. Uh, but if you could get the Game Pass on Steam, then you put the Game Pass on your, your Steam Deck, and then you have all those Xbox games that you can stream right to your to your portable device, like a Switch. Because look at the difference. The this this uh, Switch is a closed system, so you can't get away with putting these type of things on there unless Nintendo says you can. True. Uh, I think I think that that Steam realizes because they made this an open system, they can't really restrict it, right? So they're saying, oh yeah, you can, because people would do it probably anyways and just go around them. And that would encourage people to start unlocking features of their device. And they probably don't want to get that going as an, a standard practice like it was with the iPhones. People, you know, rooting them. Jailbreaking, so, yeah. I, I see, though, oh, yeah, I, dis I disagree with you a little bit, though, because yeah. they have, with the, they didn't put any sort of restrictions on what the micro SD card can do. Um, yeah. They are, they seem very, and these things are just starting to make their way into the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, over the next, I think over the next two weeks, they'll actually start shipping to people. Um, but these things are, are I, I think by design, these things are meant to be tinkered with and hacked with. And, and, you know, the jailbreak was, was a process that you had to run this. I think you literally can just put a, a bootloader on a micro SD card, hold down a couple of, uh, different buttons on the joystick and boot right into some sort of live yep. CD and install it. They didn't put any restrictions on yep. it. Which is good, and I think the reason, yeah. I, and I, I I agree, and I, obviously I didn't order one of these things. I'll I'll, I'll maybe I'll get one whenever. Um, this I do think I don't think it's inaccurate to say that this will have the same impact that the iPhone had, but on the PC gaming side, I think that's a very accurate statement. I was watching a couple of videos this well, week because now the embargoes are the off. Reception it's had. Yeah, yep. and now some of the embargoes are off, and, and obviously it's a new platform. There's still issues with it, but I watched three or four videos uh, probably, I think, yesterday when the embargo got lifted, and this thing looks sick. For the price, two, yeah. three, three ninety nine that this thing is, damn, is it, is, it a, is it a cool piece of hardware? I mean, it's really remarkable what it, they're doing for three ninety. Could you pull up that one of those next links where it says all the different prototypes they had? Because there's an image sure. in there that shows all the prototypes that they went through while making this thing. And so you can see some of them kind of look like a switch. You can see how they really were playing around with the idea. 
of how to lay this thing out, how to make it yeah. different, unique, how to get all the buttons on there that they needed and wanted and all the sensors. Uh, and I think that they pulled on what ended up being a pretty good choice. So that shows front and backs of all the different options that they did. If this is something that takes off, I would hope it would be something that maybe would kind of kill the switch. Not that I want the switch to die, but I don't like how closed the switch is. I like what I like about a computer and I didn't like about the consoles is the open versus closed system. Now they cl- kind of close off computers in a way, but I like to be able to use this device for whatever I want if I'm buying it. Yeah, I can I can just tell you that no matter what no matter what the reception of this is, this the next generation by the way nintendo is gonna have to release a switch too sooner rather than later this thing is an old device at which this point. they hate doing yeah they, they hate they, 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 new things yeah because they always destroy it beyond belief um except for a couple of their handhelds a couple you know they went from the um the game boy to the game boy advance to the you know, that that yeah. they actually did a pretty decent job at um but since then it's been just an unmitigated disaster case in point the wii u um there's still going to be a place for Nintendo in this as always because of the IPs that they own and that they have. If you love Zelda, you have yeah. to buy a switch. If you love Mario, you have to buy a switch. Um, if you want the you want animal crossing, you have to buy a switch. And you know, yep. with the switch light, which I want to say is what one ninety nine, um, you're talking about Something half like that, yeah. the price of the steam deck. And as you look at children, you know, you know, uh, Brian, you, I know that I've got a couple that are running our muck in your place. Um, yep. would you buy them a steam deck for $400 or buy a $199 Nintendo switch Lite? to me? It seems like a no brainer. You're going to get the switch kind of, except for the switch doesn't really give you good parental controls. Their parental controls are trash. Really? Not restrict anybody because you can't switch like the switching of logins. You can't enforce it. It was so weird. I send them off with it. And I had no way of preventing him from coming into, from get, logging into or entering my account. You know, there's all the different. Yeah, all the, yeah. I could get no him to not be able to go into my account. No, it doesn't restrict you from switching users. And I was just huh. like, there's no, so you can't really do multi-users because what I want to hand them is like what I do with the phone. I hand them the phone that's so locked down that they can't go to a web page. They can't, you know, install anything that I do not approve. Then I hand them the switch which all it does, the only limit you can do is not let them purchase stuff, right? That's not yeah. parental controls. There's no limitations because they don't have to be locked to a user. Even if you put a timer on one user, they just switch to the other user and they mm-hmm. keep going. I haven't been able to lock down the switch. So no, I haven't handed them a switch because my or Google, or Nintendo sorry, has done such a horrible job with, with the parental controls that I can't give my kid one of those. There's no way it opens up their world to a, unlimited internet and browsers unless i really start messing with the thing but they've locked it down i can't well yeah i'm looking at i just went to switch's website and looked at parental controls and it says yeah that you know you can set daily time limits but there's nothing to change there's nothing to stop the user from switching i can't stop them from entering my account i can go <laughs> prevent them from switching settings on it right but i can't prevent them from logging into my account and launching any of the apps that they want it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> i was like oh this would be nice to get let them play with once in a while not a chance like i limit <laughs> everything that they have access to in this house i'm not handing a nintendo switch even though i have two of them they don't get to play them and if i had parental controls on it you know what they would but they can't did you, because of nintendo did you download the app yes I have oh. it all on my phone. It doesn't let you limit everything. It doesn't. I'm telling you. It's just crazy because they literally, 
the app is literally called the Nintendo Switch Parental Control app, and I just can't. I'm not arguing with you. I this just is can't. It. This is I the just, parental. This is the Nintendo Switch Parental Control app. It just, I just it can't. Doesn't. I can't. I can't wrap my head around the idea that the Parental Control app does not allow you not to stop users from switching. All I can do is temporarily disable. I, I have a thing to temporarily disable parental controls. But that's it. I can't. So, they, you know, I can make it so I can change settings on the switch. But that's not preventing them from logging in when you can't actually lock a user account. It, it, it's just the stupidest design. It's what Nintendo does every single time. Nintendo, I've had the original uh, uh, Wii U or Wii. And then I have the Wii U out in the garage. And that thing was a pile of trash. They never... they the. Control everything is just always a mess, and I just that's why I quit buying anything Nintendo other than the Switch. Yeah, I'm literally reading. Thing, a, I'm running to salt. I thought that they got better about it. I'm reading an article here on GameSpot. It says, "Is there a way to pass or protect a profile on my Nintendo Switch?" Uh, there's currently no way to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point of parental controls? They could go into my account and play any game. What's the time limit when you can't stop them from switching users? <laughs> Why put a four-hour time limit on their account when they can switch to mine and use it as much as they want? I can't prevent them from logging into my account and playing my games. Why would I handle my Nintendo Switch? I can't. I, I, I controls I've ever seen in my life. Stupid. I can't even. I can't even wrap my head around. It. Yeah, here's our. There is Isn't no way to add a pin. There, there's no way to add a pin or password to a profile. Yes. Isn't that the stupidest parental controls? All you it, All it is is it's not parental controls. It's it's locking your settings. That's all you're doing. Why call it parental controls and put an app which tells you how long one of the profiles was used when all these other ones have all these issues? It's just Nintendo. There's a reason yours is not going to win. You guys haven't even done parental controls on a device that you want to be able to hand your kid and entertain them. Why do you think the iPads were so popular? Because you could lock the kid into some app through different things and they can't get out of it. I hand uh, my youngest. He's got a little. Uh, Pat, you know, an, a, uh, not an iPad, but he's got an Android based one. And I, that thing I can lock down like crazy. So that's why I use it. It's an old one, but it lets him play all the stuff he wants to play. And we never use the Switch now because the parental controls are not parental controls. They just want to make you feel like you have parental controls so your kid can run amok. Because if I can't limit them from going onto a web browser, which I can't, because they can log into my account and <laughs> open an unrestricted web browser. How in the world am I going to hand it to a 12, 11, or a 6-year-old? Unrestricted. Brian, Brian, and the only way I can do that is block all you know, YouTube from that thing. You know, Brian, you're starting to sound a little bit like Discord with your ambiguity here with your comments. <laughs> I'm starting to think that you might actually be, you know, you, 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 Brian, what's the old adage? You um, you either be, oh, God damn it, what is something you either live long enough to become hated or look in the mirror. To, now, what is the, what is the old adage? You know exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, talk hey, for a second. Up, yeah. And I bought uh, that. I bought two of them. Yeah. I don't learn that. That's the thing. And I've barely played it. I've played. Oh, yeah, here, it I got it to play. here it is. Brian, you either die a hero and live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I feel like that is precisely what you are being described as right here. You're trying to be the hero on Discord, but you wake up every morning, you look in the mirror, and you are the villain, Brian. You're the ambiguity. I know. I feel like I'm, I feel that's what I guess being a parent feels like nowadays. I'm going to say. Jesus. But it, it's just, it's. does that make sense? No. Like, I was that's all the in. stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was all in. 
I was all in on the Nintendo Switch. I got two of them. Like, this is great. Because I figured they'd have at least some form of parental controls. Like, how could they not have any form of parental controls? Any. Yeah, on on a console a that's... Limitation of entering accounts. On a console that limits who can log in, right? Their console has a limitation. But yeah. not this. And so I just... It, it just... They're, they're useless to me. And I've not been playing Zelda on it. I played, like, an hour, two hours, maybe, of Zelda. And that's all hmm. I've been able... Had time for. My wife loved it and played played the whole thing on hers. Or has played quite a bit of it. But so they're cool. But if they really wanted to corner this market, put in parental controls and make it a device that you hand your kid and have so many controls well, over it that you feel comfortable handing it to them so that, and they're not going to get into trouble. So then that's let's, how they're going to make it. But why wouldn't they do basics? Well, so let's turn the conversation back that because there's not going to yeah. be a. They're not going. Uh, it doesn't matter how good the Steam Deck is, how much market share it grabs. There is still a place for Nintendo as that device, the yeah. 199 device with obviously the changes that you and everybody else on the internet <laughs> seems to want um, for that. And there's there's a place in the market yeah. for that as well because again, you're not going to hand. First of all, you're not going to hand your kid a $500 Steam Deck, uh, but, but yeah. that so you like could hand them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's just it's just not it's not what it's meant for. I mean, that's that was the cool thing about the Nintendo DS and the Game Boy is it was this portable yeah. device that you could hand to a kid, hand them a couple of cartridges, and say, "Have at it." And that was kind. That's yeah. that's how it gained so much popularity. That's how the Pokemon games did so well originally, and and everything else that they introduced. Um, yep. So I, I do agree with uh, Lord Gabe um, in the fact that this will likely be the same, a similar impact to the, what the iPhone had in the PC gaming market. Yeah, yeah, and now of course uh, Tesla is saying they want their cars to be Steam compatible, so they want to be able to uh, have the Steam Deck software installed in their car, probably play with the con with a uh you know a controller i love right idea. on the screen now yeah i mean of course people are gonna get pissed if they see a driver playing a, a game well, while they're driving on the road yourself self-driving yeah well yeah the whole point? anyways um yeah yeah i guess i guess it is so i guess with self-driving so that's one thing that they may be putting on and then with the game pass i mean it, it could be pretty cool that, that's the kind of stuff that's going to change the industry is having it to where you can game anywhere and it's a real experience and give people devices that make that really easy and convenient. That's going to be what it is. And if, if they can do that with a Steam Deck, then that's going to be one of them that does it. I think there's going to be multiple iterations. It's going to become more like phones. You're going to have different devices that can, are capable of different things or different you know streaming devices you attach to your TV. I think it's going to get to where there's not just one. Uh, there's probably going to be a couple and probably different variations of cost by quite a bit uh also uh one thing one thing that gabe newell did say in in this uh interview that he was doing he says the steam deck uh you know when he was talking about steam, he's, he was talking about how the pc industry will not tolerate closed platforms and that's Agreed. kind of his backing you know of his platform and but all the other ones that are his competitors are totally the opposite of that for the most part most of them Correct. are all about the closed platforms well if he let's can really be honest, get people though. to get on board with the open platform I think that would be enough to make them kind of be the winners in this. Yeah, and 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 it's a tough conversation because your profitability on a closed platform can be very vast if you don't very have the greatest platform. Yes. And it's very lucrative. Well, look at all these 30% that yeah. all these places are charging and you know, be able to lock down everything. But on the flip side, if you have a really good open platform like Valve does, it can be very lucrative as well. It's one of those chicken and the eggs. If you have an open platform and it doesn't do really well, you could lose your ass. 
if you have a closed platform, you can kind of control its success in some way or the or, or another. So it's a very interesting kind of dynamic that that is being handled, and I uh, I'm very excited to to see what this brings. Well, and I I think that he's trying to figure out how to maintain dominance on the PC platform because streaming is something that could almost instantly take away Steam's dominance in oh, the space for sure. If you got something that covered 90% of your purchases, kind of like Netflix covers 90% of the things you want to watch, right? Mm -hmm. If you could get some sort of service to do that, uh, they're not going to be buying games on this on uh, you know, on Steam anymore. They're going to be moving point. on and, and just paying the subscription. So they got to figure out how do we get it to where people stay in our platform and stay open to the idea. Plus, if you get them to purchase, maybe pay the fee for uh, you know for the Microsoft streaming service and all that through their platform they're still getting a small percentage cut of what you're doing even though you're yeah. not even using their service whatsoever to do it other hmm. than install the installer right i just think yeah. that this is him holding on to it he's looking at how do i maintain it because you just got to keep people in your eco uh you know your little your circle <laughs> keep them in the little area and i think that there is a possibility that this is enough that would keep steam alive through this make it to where yours because that's what Epic wants to be. That's what Steam wants to be. They're they're creating these services. Um, you know, Epic is creating it to where you, uh, you can keep scores and have the voice chat and using all that stuff. Because they're just trying to keep you in their ecosystem, so they have opportunities to sell to you. Of course, and he's that's, still trying that, to do the same thing. Because if well, he doesn't, he loses the whole thing. Well, and let's be honest. Well, let's not even be honest. This is the, the Valve does not have a product. Valve is a SaaS. Yeah. They are a service, and so the way that they off, make money yeah, is by selling service. games. Now, yes, they obviously sell the Steam Deck, and they sell. They've got a, their VR headset and a couple of that. Those are more one-offs. That's how they've always exactly. Done it. Most they make their money on transactions. They are a bank for all intents and purposes, and that's how they make their money. How do you think banks make money? Tr tr processing and transaction fees. That's how they do it. Yep. Valve and Steam. Microsoft, they're all the same, and but it's it's even at a higher level with Steam because Steam is not actively developing any games. They've got some of their older games, Team yep. Fortress and Portal, and all that stuff. But they're not. Mostly, a, there's some things in the background, but they don't talk about them until they're about well, out. Well, and even then, when was the last? You know, the last game, the last game they released was what Half Life Alex, and before that, it was yeah, that VR game. What the, what the what was? I'm trying to think. What what one of the MOBAs that they released probably. Yeah, Dota well, Dota two game that got that got closed down. Remember yeah. they were pushing that guess, really hard. I guess Dota is probably their last big game, which and Counter Strike, which again are good games. Don't get me wrong, but Valve is not pumping out games like Activision, like Blizzard, like everybody else. Yeah. So their services, yeah. their their business model is we take a cut of your transactions. And you're right, that very well could slip away depending on how this goes. And they're going to become the blockbuster of video games if they're not careful. Because blockbuster, you thought, oh, it's so convenient. And you list off the reason why blockbuster was so convenient. Until you had it where you didn't have to do anything other than lift your remote to get whatever you wanted. Correct. Uh, that's going to be a big issue for these guys. If, they, if, that, if something else becomes the standard for that, it'll be just like blockbuster. You don't go there anymore. And then long enough of you not going and opening up Steam anymore, that's when Steam starts to have issues. Right. They only yeah. work right now because people are consistently buying games because they don't do anything other than have this platform. Uh, you know, and as you were saying, I just I think that there there is such a real a real chance that that, that if not that 
they're going to be edged out by a competitor. It's just people won't install games anymore. They're not going to buy individual games and install them because it's going to be just like Netflix. There is going to be a streaming service that has that game. You know, the HBO version on well, a game service. The, well, then the it Netflix begs, version of a game service. Well, then it begs the question, Brian, why is Valve not... Now, they've got their big... They've got their stream kind of mode. I don't remember what it's called. Remote play or Steam play, whatever the hell it's called, where it streams it off of your computer. But then uh, it begs the question, why is Valve, seeing what Google's doing with Stadia, seeing what uh, Amazon's now doing with Luna... Seeing what Microsoft is doing with the Steam with uh, their Game Pass, why is Valve? Is it pro- is it because they don't have the contracts to do things like? Why is Valve? They've already got the. They presumably already got some of the infrastructure because they're doing it with the Steam Play, and that's. I don't believe that's peer to peer. I assume that goes through a server. I could be wrong. Um, why is Valve not doing this themselves? I think it's kind of Valve's business model. Have they ever rushed into anything or, or done no. anything where they have pressure? I, you're asking them to go into a space where they would actually have to uh, make something that's convenient, easy to use. All the things that Steam has failed. I mean, just list off, describe the Steam client. Now, this now maybe the Steam Deck will be their opportunity to kind of disprove that, make something that's more user friendly. Because if you're creating a streaming service. It has to be easy to use like Netflix, like all these apps where you're just, they're all kind of mindless. You're just going and doing what you're finding, what you want. Anything Steam has released is too convoluted to make any sense. They're, all their things look like 1990s to early 2000 applications. They have it. They, they, I've never seen them release something that I think people wouldn't pick up and feel like it was old. Hmm. Right? If you're dealing with, with Steam software, all their stuff looks old to me. None of their stuff looks new, current, fresh, and it feels slow because it looks old. People assume it's slow. I, I just, I don't think it's ever going to be good. I, I don't, I just, but just more because of who Valve is, you know, them as a company and what they've done in the past, their track record has shown they struggle to keep up. Let's see them prove me wrong with the Steam Deck. Pump out a couple different versions, update your hardware, show that you can build things that are kind of uh, similar enough to where it's like a series of them then I'll believe that they have the ability to do something current, but they just haven't done it yet. Look at their, their Steam, uh, not the Steam Deck, but the, what was the other one? The um, Steam uh, Steam Link. Uh, Link. Yeah. Yeah, the Steam Link. That thing, same thing. They never put out another version. It ended up just getting old and, and then it replaced. And now that idea is being replaced with a service, you know, doing it over the internet with no hardware other than maybe your device that you're already streaming your TV through. Yeah, I have a suspicion that this will be... There are two kinds of people that are buying the Steam Deck. You're going to have the hardcore PC gamer that purchases it, of course, because they want to have an add-on device. They want a uh, you know something to take on the go. They're in college, whatever. And then you're, and and that's I think a majority of the people, right? That's who you and I would be, Brian. That's who most of our, that's who our audience would be. But then you've got this new group of people, and I've yet to really flesh out exactly what they are. But it's going to be the people that don't have a gaming computer and have never played a PC game. So this mentality, because PH just said, uh, not everybody's going to have the bandwidth to do it. I have the bandwidth, and I still download it. Streaming is still janky. When you know, and you've 
immerse yourself in the current in, in what is the standard right now, which is you play a game, you download mm-hmm. it and play it. Of course, you're going to download it. That's just what's familiar and what makes sense. But when you bring in all of these new people, which I think is what the Steam Deck could potentially do because its price point is so lucrative. When you bring in all of these yeah. new people that have never downloaded, have never played a game on PC before, or maybe very, you know, League of Legends, Dota, things like that. Very, very minimal PC gaming on, you know, just traditional hardware you buy at a big box office store. When you get, when they, when they get those devices in their hands, I think that is when it will be very interesting to see if Valve makes a quick push towards some sort of cloud streaming system because there is no computer yeah. to stream off of right and for nope. uh, for a and lot of people i don't be. think they have that infrastructure ready yet anywhere on the capacity that would be needed i just don't see them doing it i, I just don't see them i doing hope it. i hope it'd you're be wrong. cool exactly that's what i'm saying it'd be cool i just don't because of their track record because of gabe he just hasn't shown any i just of it in the past Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft is going to own their own market. Amazon's trying to do it. Google's trying to do it. It's a whole bunch of other companies. Steam could own that market on the PC side if they did it. They've already got the user base. They've already got the games. They've already got the brand recognition. They've already got somewhat of the technology. They could do this if they, if they, if they wanted to, they could, and they might want, and and it's going to depend on the user base. If it's a bunch of hardcore PC gamers that are using Steam decks, Brian, I would make the argument that them investing in a streaming platform would be a waste of time and money because if you want to play your crazy game at crazy frame rates, you just use the Steam uh, uh, link or whatever the hell app it's called to stream it off your computer. But when you don't have that available, it will be interesting to see how many people fall into that class and if there's in fact a need for... And not only is it a better experience potentially... You talk about a device with battery life issues. If you're not doing the processing on the device and you're able to stream it off of a cloud with H.265 or H.264 encoding, well, that's going to be, you're talking about, you could talk about potentially doubling your battery life because the device isn't doing anything besides encoding video instead of processing video. So very, exactly. very, Because that's very been the kind of the killer. That's been the killer, I think, in the past has been, how do you get a mobile device to do all these things, limit the heat because in the battery life? Because when you're processing everything locally using a video card and really doing that, that creates a lot of heat, which means you have to have fans, and it consumes a lot of power because it's doing a lot of work, uh, which consumes even more power. You know, that just all of that consumes power, causes heat, causes problems. If going to a streaming service, you can have that thing be super lightweight, not have to put any fans in it. And have it be something that ro- almost feels exactly the same as having it local, and probably I would I would argue there's opportunities that would actually perform better than local. They could, uh, because look at people are streaming 4K video to their phones. Uh, there's no way you're going to play a game in 4K on your phone. And now you say, why would you want to do that? Well, you probably wouldn't unless you're docking it to a screen of some sort or Correct. transmitting it to a big screen. No more consoles. That's what I'm telling you. It could be to a point just like you screencast. All you do is screencast your mobile device that is your console, right? That uses streaming services and it'll cast it right to a screen. I just think we're going to get to that level to where there is no more console. It's just, that's done. Talk of it's done. Yeah. There's only devices like, you know, because, because what do you use to stream Netflix? Does it matter anymore? There's no, there's no one way to do it. it. You know, just like the game pass. 
uh, or whatever you know service ends up kind of being king in it there's 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 no device that that's made for and just like everything they're doing here on at the uh steam deck you know this is nothing's going to be locked to that device it's just a platform you can use so it's hard to, i don't know who's going to win i think it's going to be a pretty cool battle seeing all this stuff kind of settle out and seeing them starting to compete with each other because we've talked about it over the years here uh, quite a bit here of having the market when the market actually is able to compete we the consumers end up winning because they usually improve steam has had so little uh competition over the years and you know there's various uh, xbox and playstation the only competition has really been themselves against each other right uh there's not been real competition in this space for the video game market there's only been a couple that have controlled it and none of them have really pushed it and tried to improve so much because they either owned all these things for Sony and they had all their exclusives and they didn't really need to do that much because Sony's interface is not good. Their devices no. aren't that great in comparison. Uh, and then you got Microsoft, you know, who's been doing all the things they've been doing. I just, I think we're coming to a head here where all these devices and all these services are going to kind of come to a crash and we're going to have to figure out just like with Netflix, well, how do you get your content? How do you get your games? Well, we don't know yet. I can't tell you here five years from now where you're going to get your games. But I think that's going to stuff we're going to kind of see, start seeing over the next year, two years here with everybody trying to capture all these streaming gamers, all these new gamers that don't have a computer, like you were saying, yeah, that are now new to this market and can step into it for $50 hardware device, right? That's going to be the difference. Agreed. All I, right. Um, I think we're, yeah, we've got, is there anything else you wanted to cover with their topics? No, we've got just a just two or three minutes yeah. left. So, is there anything else that you want to just uh, gloss over before we get out of here? Yeah, um, one thing. Uh, one thing I did want to mention. Let's talk about some random things really quick. A hacker hacker group is uh, threatens to release a bypass of Nvidia's hash rate limiter. This is so, for the thir- you know, three thousand doing... series card, or the thirty thousand, or the thirty series cards, or the thirty. Yeah, the thirty 70, series yeah. GPU. Ah, so <laughs> so so all these things that they've been now. NVIDIA was the victim of a ransomware attack a couple of days ago. So they claim, the group claims that they were uh, to be responsible for the attack, says it had access to NVIDIA servers for a week, gained admin access, and pulled at least one terabyte worth of data. The group has wow. threatened to sell or release the data unless NVIDIA contacts them and removes the mining performance limiter on their RTX 30 series GPUs. Ruh-roh. So, yeah. So and they're and what they're doing is because they had access to their things, they're threatening to release a bypass uh, to allow people to get past it if the company doesn't do it themselves. I wonder from <laughs> Nvidia from Nvidia's standpoint. I guess you just let the hacking group release it, right? Because they put they put out the they put out the the minor limit software themselves. If I were Nvidia, I'd say yeah. okay, reverse engineer and do it yourself. Because it won't be officially yeah. released by NVIDIA. And of course, if people want to run that, they can. Um, so, yeah. hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was supposed to do deter crypto miners, but here's my thing. I don't like it when a company limits their product because they don't True. like what you might do with it. That's none of their business to do. Quit trying to tell me what I can and can't do with the product that you sell just because you don't view that as its intended purpose. Well, I bought it, right? Yeah, but see, I own it. This is a tough one for me because, yes, I I wholeheartedly agree with you, Brian. I I think that what they're trying to do is not have miners scoop up these cards, but that's happening anyway. 
So they need to figure out another way to do it. Don't limit the performance of your card to make that happen. If you want to buy right? a GPU and figure use it for mining, that's your right to do to so. Sell it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're encroaching on people's rights because they don't like what they're doing. I mean, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not like rights as far as what we consider serious, but you know, just release the product and let people use it. If you don't like how people are purchasing them, come well, up with ways that I'll people just, can purchase directly from you. I'll say this. I'll say this. Even with this crypto mining blocking thing, you still can't get your hands on a freaking GPU anyway. So, it, I mean, what, yeah. who cares? Uh, now, I'm starting to see because I've, I've got a tracker on Facebook Marketplace here. And I'm seeing I've got a a notification set up for 3000 series cards when they pop up locally to see what's going on with them. Um, And I've started to see a couple start to pop up and they're still uh, ridiculous prices. I mean, somebody's selling a 3060 here for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, the 3060 the market hundred dollars. And how is that going to help people get into and continue gaming? Yeah. We're going to get to a point, if it continues this way, where you have to stream. You won't be able to do anything but stream because you won't be able to get the, the hardware to actually run a game at 4K on a screen that you want to run it on. Yeah, uh, we're, we're hitting a point where hardware limitations, are, which I think are only going to get worse, especially if we have conflicts with, let's say, some other countries that provide us with a lot of those types of goods. You mean right? double our oil? I Well, yeah, it'll double your price of oil, but also... Uh, look at the number of things that come from, for instance, China. We've been talking about China a lot. Let's say China is a partner with a country that we're, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without getting us kicked off of Twitch. Um, but we you know they're, they're a part of, they're, they announced a partnership with a country that we're now on the opposite sides of a war with, right? Which is honest, is like it's an honest way to say it. You know, that's not, I'm not saying it. Um, but we're on the opposite side of a war with them at the moment. And, you know, that's the people that supply us with tons of metals that we use to make the chips with a ton of the factories that actually make the chips with a ton of the labor, which actually puts all the devices together. Uh, we're really p- going to be in a pickle here coming up. And if they can't figure out a way, because they're not making consoles uh, to the level that they would, I think, from here on out. I don't know that they'll ever, ever get back to making them like they used to. I just think it's going to get worse and they're going to have to figure out how to do it. Streaming, I think, is the answer. Because we won't be, I think we're going to be limited on our hardware for years, you know, depending on how all this goes. Our China issues are not going to be fixed overnight. You know, honestly, we're going to have lots of issues. Uh, the the industry is going to have to adapt and make it work. And I think streaming is the answer to that, because you can't control the market for hardware. Somebody's selling a ten sixty six gigabyte card for six hundred dollars here on Facebook Marketplace. A 1060 it's, it's, for $600 used. This is Because people can't insane. get them. And, they're, yeah. they're, and people are, are stupid and will pay because they don't realize, oh, I looked at this other one and it was $800. This one's only $600. Yeah. Okay. There's only th- two th- versions different. Isn't there, is a thir- there is a 3060 on here for 650 which is not a bad price. Um, hmm. Yeah. I just. I mean, I'm still not buying I, it. I think we're going to keep. We're going to keep hitting these issues. Uh, the hardware prices, because of the lack of, of materials, are going to continue to be high. Everything yeah. is getting high as far as the prices. So I just think it's going to become less and less affordable. Just like when gas is high, cars get small. Well, what are we going to do with computers? 
the devices are getting smaller and we're starting to stream, which re which requires smaller devices, right? It, we're going to like what, when car, gas is high type of how we're building cars, but we're doing it with computers. I'm, I, I'm interested to see. I like the idea of mobile computing. This will probably amplify it. And then I bet you once the uh, economy and everything kind of gets back to normal, they'll go back to doing some of the old things and building those up. But I think for a while, we're going to be in the little economy cars uh, of gaming. I just think we're there for a little while. And this is it. I think we're seeing the beginning of it. They're making them. They're trying. Because yeah. they want to keep making games, making money. And it, you know, how are they going to do it when you can't buy a car to even play your video game on anymore? Over the next mm -hmm. five years, if you can't buy it, 30000 takes you two years to get it. It's already get, it's going to start getting out of date and old already. Yeah, it's, it's all by the second to get you get one. it. Precisely. Yep. All right, Brian. So. Uh, we are a little over time, so I'll ask you where yep. people can find you on the old interwebs. Yep. You want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor or uh, we'll see. We'll see where in the future. And if you want to find my blog, biteoftech.com, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Make sure you go to our right-hand side and join our server on Discord. It's a free app. They have a mobile base. We will see if everybody gets uh, is able to stay on there. And then uh, if you want to catch the video forms, you got Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. Those are recorded live and available after the fact. Uh, and then we have the audio forms at the lower right. Pick whatever platform device you want to use to listen to the show and you can do that through there if you're going to listen i really encourage you to go to the episode that you're going to listen to because we got links for all the topics everything that we've discussed today we'll have a link for it so you can follow along uh and there's even some kind of side links for some of the topics if you're interested in seeing some of those for today's topics uh but the, an excellent way to kind of keep along with not having to watch the show uh if you want to support us go to the support tab up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support a lot of ways that you can do that through there and i just appreciate everything that everyone's done up to this point so it's been uh it's been great yes sir it has been great and uh got to uh well three topics tonight uh we'll uh hopefully get some more of it next week you know cut the show time down by an hour um and here we are uh running against our our, our hard stop so brian as always thank you appreciate all that you do and we will see you next to i want to remind folks uh not uh, I have to, in a couple of weeks, we will be on a Monday or a Wednesday, not next week, but I believe it's the week after. Yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll let you all okay. know that uh, coming up. Uh, I, we'll have the full schedule on that next week. So stay tuned for that. Alrighty, as uh, Brian mentioned, of course, you can visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. If you want to check out some of my antics, maybe you want to check out some of my uh, alleged hate speech, you can visit nickcraig.com, listen to my three hour a day radio show. If uh, you missed any portion of this show, maybe you want to check out some of those images of the Steam Deck, you can visit our website. It's InfectionPodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.